0: Welcome to another episode. I am the, and this is the Sussex set. We're moving into autumn girl. And I guess I just better come on off summer break because the queen is shown up dead and big changes are afoot in the British monarchy. Now, thankfully, those changes don't really impact Harry and Meghan a whole lot, but Those changes are underway, no less. Now, I kid you not, I had recorded a podcast while the Sussexes were in Germany. I definitely wanted to document their trip because I thought it was so successful. And then the queen died. (laughs) So uh, a lot of what I was speaking about in that episode just became completely irrelevant. So I had to start over. So uh, a couple of days passed and I kind of wanted to get a lay of the land of just dynamics because we know how important that is when we're talking about the Sussexes, especially uh, in the context of the royal family. And not only were they in the UK at the time of the Queen's passing, uh, they were in England. And as far as I knew, getting ready to go back to America but that changed. And so now they're stuck there for at least two weeks until the queen is buried. And so I wanted to let some time pass just to kind of see what, what all would happen. Because I know when the queen dies, there's so many different events that take place between her death and her burial. And given that Harry and Meghan were there, that we would see them periodically and I just kind of wanted to wait to see how this would all play out, given that we know how much of a tyrant and a bully the press is, the English media, and also how uncomfortable it must be for Megan to actually have to be there and, you know, around the family. And then also to still be subjected to the bullying of the press. And one thing we know about Megan. She's not going to abandon Harry, just like Harry's not going to abandon her. So she's there because Harry's not going to leave. But then we also know about the family that the entire time Megan has been in the family, the family has worked in tandem with the press to take every opportunity, including but certainly not limited to the death of a family member whether that be Philip or in this case the Queen to um, try to make Megan or Harry or the both of them look bad by comparison to them did we see some of that yes but mostly it was by the press not necessarily the family at least not publicly uh, we saw a little bit of it though when it came to that um, walkabout with the cambridges and the sussexes so for that reason i'm glad i waited but now we have to talk about the things so harry and megan were on this fabulous tour they went to germany dusseldorf to you know kick off one year until the invictus games in 2023 megan obviously right looking amazing Connecting with the crowd, they did a, a mini walkabout uh, before Harry made his speech. Everything was great. Before that, we saw the Sussexes in Manchester for the One Young World Summit. And Meghan, we know, has been involved with that summit since 2014. And she finally got to invite Harry into um, that world, if you will. And I thought that was lovely. Um in the same way that Harry has invited Megan into his world, you know, the Invictus Games world and the things that he has going on um, that he founded before they met each other. Megan, obviously looking amazing again in red, giving a speech, a brilliant public speaker. And then, of course, the last thing they were going to do was to attend the Well Child Awards, which they haven't done. For a couple of years, Megan has been pregnant, they've been in America, and the pandemic has happened. <laughs> so the last interaction that we saw uh, Harry having publicly with the Well Child Awards was when they had an outdoors ceremony about a year ago when uh, he went to London to unveil the Diana statue. This time, since everybody's back outside, they were going to go to just the awards, really was looking forward to that but again the queen died so everything stops when that happens because she's the head of state she's the queen and this funeral and mourning process that they've been planning since the, since the 60s uh gets underway <laughs> so the well child awards i believe was even canceled somebody correct me if i'm wrong i believe it was canceled among many, many, many other things that were canceled that day and have been canceled. Uh, I think you guys can't watch comedy. So many different things were just stopped. I've never seen anything like that before. But hey, I guess that's normal. Um, So I was going to talk about a little bit because, you know, the Cambridges are trying really hard to somehow get up their popularity in America like we're their subjects we're not (laughs) um we don't care about the monarchy not for real yeah the news is playing it but it's only because a queen has been the queen for so long so I think it's more curiosity than anything but people are complaining about that but obviously that trip is going to be put on hold as were a few things that turns out Meghan had planned she was going to go back to New York she was going to do Um, what was it Jimmy Fallon uh, to promote archetypes that was also delayed understandably in the the period of mourning and everything just stopped but what often happens when someone so famous in fact bigger than famous when someone like the queen dies In 2022, where Twitter is a thing, conversations get had. (laughs) Okay, so that was the first thing. And that should have been the first wake up call for the royal family. For Charles and Will in particular, because the Irish, the Africans, the Caribbean folks, the Indians, the Welsh, the African-Americans all had a time on Twitter. Now, one thing's for sure, memes are going to meme, okay? Almost any and everything in this world is going to be memefied, but gone are the days when respect is automatic. And the crazy thing is, when it comes to social media, which there are pros and cons to social media, um, you got to know when to turn it off if you, you know, if it's a lot for you. And I would imagine, I would hope no, nobody who was in the royal family actually was on Twitter because at the end of the day, that's y'all grandma, you know. But listen, people on social media just don't waste no time. And then... This speaks to the same conversation that was being had when Will and Kate went to Jamaica, Belize, uh, Antigua, was it? When they went to their Caribbean trip trying to, you know, establish themselves as the future of the monarchy. No, those brown and black people said no, no. You can go back where you came from if you can't apologize for slavery. And that was just mere months ago. Just a few months ago, it felt like. So take that and multiply it by about a thousand. Now, I'm not saying it was right, but I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm not judging. Listen, who am I to judge? (laughs) For for real, who am I to judge? Listen, um, because here's the thing. Folks love to say, well, this is not the right time. It's just not the right time. She just died. Let the family grieve. Well, they're going to grieve regardless. But when is the right time? Like, when is the right time for y'all to give us grace and comfort and peace, you know, and dignity? When are y'all going to get out of Meghan Markle, for example? But one thing that is also noteworthy is that. You know, we're living in a time where inflation is at a record high, or it feels like it, at least, you know, in my lifetime, certainly. Um, You know, we're at least over here in America, we're just coming down off of insane gas prices, which I feel like was felt the world over. Um, That wasn't just an American thing. You know, food is damn near unaffordable. in post-Brexit Britain, folks are relying on food banks. Um, wealth is constantly being concentrated upward you know how much money the richest people in the world made off the pandemic and coming out of that people more people are starving than ever it seems like and have sort of a gloomy outlook on the world in the future the environment is in shambles and, you know, people are just tired of being preached to by folks like those in the royal family. And so, sadly, I guess sadly for for you, if you're grieving or if you're, you know, a proponent for the monarchy or at least a fan of the queen. Sadly, you came across all of that hostility and people lumped it right on y'all's heads, rightly or wrongly. Now, of course, again, a lot of it was just jokes Memes, funny videos. But, you know, a lot of people are also very hurt. There's a lot of hurt. Truly, it hurts to think about, you know, stolen jewels, stolen land, stolen wealth, stolen lives. Folks are thinking about their ancestors. While that stolen wealth is passed on to further generations of this monarchy and you know people as always are so quick to say well you know the queen wasn't around during that time you know she's just someone who inherited her position but she benefits from it directly and was an active participant in a system in her own reign that still oppressed black and brown folks in their own countries and as a reigning monarch she fought to keep countries under her rule and the king or queen of England today is still had a state of 15 countries yes she never bought or sold slaves but she sure still does benefit from the wealth generated from the royal African company maybe not anymore but Charles does and then there's this thing that You know, again, people are saying, well, now is not the time. But when black and brown people experience distress, y'all tell us to get over it. Is it that true? For example, as a black American, I still get emotional over slavery. Chattel slavery wasn't a thing in my lifetime. And granted, America is an extremely young country by comparison to England. But folks tell us to get over that shit all the time. They're trying to legislate slavery or teaching about slavery accurately out of schools in America. And yes, that is an American problem. But folks love to tell us to get over it. Oh, well, I didn't own any slaves. There are companies in America right now today that were started with slave capital, money generated from slavery in the South. Right now today, Aetna is one of them. The insurance company, alive and well folks love to tell us to get over it but african americans don't benefit from any of that you know it's a similar type of thing so and i think some countries are going to have to have some real conversations about that because we're not going to let you forget You know, folks are just not going to let you forget, especially in moments like this, when the conversation just almost spontaneously happens because everybody is thinking about it. As for my personal reaction, at least initially, I immediately thought Charles, he is in for a very rough ride because social media is easily dismissed as like childish humor and just fodder. Um, but to do that would be a mistake, especially by the royal family. In fact, what I see on social media between the queen's death and now is the reaction from the world. Like to an extent, we're all in our echo chambers. And so in our own countries, yeah, our reaction is almost through the lens of whatever nationality you're, but with social media, Everyone from everywhere is in the same place, having the same conversation. And outside of loyalists, you know, monarchy, royalists and fans of the queen and the royal family, the conversation being had was brutal. And I think the royal family will ignore that at their peril. When Philip died, they should have been paying attention. Like there was so little empathy there. They should have known that something similar was coming with the queen. And and really, to be honest, by this point in her life, she was already, you know, the queen really didn't even live two years after Philip died. But by this point, it's like the life has been lived. And so people were going to react how they were going to react anyway. But like, they didn't try to build up any goodwill between then and now. Again, maybe it was a foregone conclusion. It was just but the royal family doesn't think like that. They think that they cannot fail. And that's a mistake because people's memory is really long. Now let's talk just a moment about this word empathy. Empathy is so common these days. It doesn't seem like it if you look at certain things, but I think the younger generation, they're so naturally uh, empathic you know, they view the world through that lens. And yes, the world is just really tough out there. But I feel like the younger generation has more compassion for one another than like even me when I was younger <laughs> or, or like my generation. You know, there's less emphasis on like being a certain type of man, being a certain type of woman and having compassion for your fellow human being, right? Trying to see the world a little bit more through someone else's eyes, uh, being more accepting of people who are unlike you. EQ is truly the currency of today's world. But when I saw that there was basically zero empathy toward the royal family outside of their loyalists, I said, Elizabeth, Elizabeth has a problem because instead of empathy, there was utter apathy. And it's crazy because it seems like there were just people who were waiting for this moment. For a moment like this, they, it's not funny, but they could not wait to throw that same apathy back into the faces of the royal family now again to what extent they paid attention i do not know i do not care but i know the tabloids have the tabloids have i've seen a couple of articles about certain people's reactions and oh i can't believe this person is a journalist tweeting this type of thing about our queen oh somebody paying attention it's just not the royal family but straight up people are showing that they are and have been resentful toward the royal family for a very long time like, how dare they expect black and brown descendants of the people that they slaughtered and maimed and subjugated to be sad that the figurehead of the institution that violated them died peacefully in her bed? Like, be fucking for real. Like, for real, for real. For real, for real. Because she's somebody grandma, but she ain't our grandma. And I will say this. I do feel bad for Harry. I feel bad for Megan. I feel like they had a genuine love and admiration for the queen. Like, I won't even say the queen. I will say the woman, the person, not the title, but the person, whoever she was. I like, I didn't know her, but Harry knew her as various things, commander in chief, but he also knew her as grandmother. And I believe she had a genuine affection for Megan as well. So I do feel bad for them because losing a family member is always tough, right? But the title of queen is really what people were going at. Queen and all that entails, right? So she's Harry's grandma, but she ain't my grandma. She was a colonizer. Literally, the face of a literal white supremacist institution, the most well-known white supremacist institution, one of the biggest empires the world has ever known. Now, mind you, white people are not the majority of the world population. Put it another way, the continent of Africa there are as many if not more just africans as there are white people of all nationalities we're talking about world population then there's everybody else all of the people in the americas all of the people in asia you know folks who are native to you know lands in new zealand and australia and polynesia they're all brown right but just the caucasians and then just the negroes they're about equal white people are a global minority right but when it comes to wealth when it comes to power when it comes to uh wielding that over other populations this idea like if you don't really know those things and listen, I'm just I'm just speaking facts. If you don't really know those things or you really didn't get that version of history or geography or, or, or world history or whatever, um you might go out into the world thinking that there are just as many white people as there are brown people. There are not. But they control the narrative because of things like monarchies, whereas when it comes to the european monarchies england is it she's that girl if you will but not really in a good way when it comes to people who look like me me an african-american who speaks english because of the fucking slave trade you know so the girls let him have it people refuse to romanticize her reign that's for the royalists to do you know But how can you expect the rest of the world to hang its head and mourn a lady who lived a life of complete privilege just because she was born into a certain family? Like every stitch of her wealth was completely unearned, subsidized, and or inherited. Meanwhile, in post-Brexit Britain, again, some people are surviving off of food banks, which by the way, on the date of the queen's funeral, the 19th, Are going to be closed. You know, the days of the world coming to a stop just to feel bad for rich white people are done. What did we do? We carried on. We sure did. We carried on right with the shenanigans. And again, let me reemphasize it's always sad losing a family member, no matter who they are. But the queen was not a family member to the masses. They may have called her a quote, spiritual grandmother but very few people knew her personally compared to those who felt that they did. And to be honest, that's the biggest hoodwink of the British monarchy is that they had this sweet looking little old lady who they could say, listen, she's harmless. She's harmless. She makes a profit while y'all are starving. You know, and but the image of it I mean, it's hard to be mad at a 90 something year old lady. I won't say be mad, but like to have ill feelings toward or, you know, apathy toward. Um, At the end of the day. It's easy to punch up just because at at the end of the day, she has her choice of palaces to die in. Okay, clearly she's fine. She was always going to be fine. But this is where Charles is going to have an issue. See, because the sweet little old lady been put to rest. Charles, things are gonna be a little bit different and like I said to somebody on Twitter uh Diana Hive Diana Hive is about to come into his own mm-hmm mm-hmm because Diana been having a resurgence as of late. have you noticed but the presence of Camilla on the throne, which by the way, in this last week or so since... Uh, Or a couple of days since, you know, Charles has now been doing duties as a king and we've been seeing Camilla in the background. Uh, She looks half embarrassed by that man, (laughs) I gotta say. To me, no sympathy for Camilla, you know what I'm saying? But as for the two of them, I have never been more reminded of the Panorama interview that Diana gave. Where she said, this man is not fit to be king. I know I'm never going to be all queen but this fool he ain't up to it and as you know the queen told her yep y'all can get divorced you can go on about your business i mean we kind of seeing it a little bit and truthfully i don't know (laughs) like i don't really know what kind of king charles is going to be uh but i can already tell that there's a little bit of a shift you know uh we've seen a couple of different moments where uh you know, when they shout God save the king and booze break out. That that happened in Scotland. You know? Um, it's gonna be so interesting to watch. And again, Diana Hive is going to be right there. So I'm gonna jump around a little bit and I just gotta talk about how Megan has been treated since she's been in England. Now The good thing is the world is seeing. I can't say finally seeing. I think the world has seen for a long time. But because the queen died, this is such a major historical event. Doesn't matter how you feel about her. She was the longest reigning monarch in history and has been on the throne for longer than most of humanity that currently walks around the planet has been alive. So that is just to say people are interested in the events of this week. As I watch it, I constantly ask myself, what is the purpose of all of this? Um, It just seems so antiquated to me. But that ain't my culture. That ain't, you know, that's not my history. And then people are going to be curious. You know, I know a lot of folks are like, a lot of Americans are like, why are you even showing us that? But a lot of Americans are genuinely curious. And then, of course, you got people who want to look on because of the Harry and Meghan factor. Uh, Them being back in the nest of vipers, if you will, and having to be there until at least Monday the 19th when they weren't supposed to be there. You know, they didn't plan on being there. So everybody is paying attention for whatever their reasons are And a funny little thing happened while Megan was out with the family doing things uh, that the family does alongside her husband. Those who didn't start to see what Megan is doing are now focused on what Megan is doing because of how poorly that country is treating her. Um, And mostly by country, I, I speak about the tabloids because they tend to speak for the country, even though... Folks will say, oh, I don't read that crap. Well, it's like they have a megaphone. And to folks who don't live in England, we kind of do assume they speak for y'all because you let them thrive. So before the Queen's death, a lot was made out of the fact that Will and Kate and Harry and Meghan were not planning to meet up despite being physically closer So Harry and Meghan only expected to be in the UK for max two additional days, you know, beyond when the queen, the date that the queen died. They were there on a mini tour, again, going to Germany and then back into the UK. They had the One Young World the first day, Germany the next day. And then like a day or two later, they had the Well Child Awards. Again, that was canceled. (laughs) But I keep thinking when they came to England, they were not planning to be in England for two weeks. And that also means that they're away from their kids. But once they were there when the queen died, which is one heck of a coincidence, that's crazy to me. That is real crazy to me. (laughs) It's crazy because, yeah, they were there for the Jubilee, you know, and then also we saw the queen like literally days before she died uh meaning the new prime minister it just so happens that even though they live so far away they were there when she died got a lot of question marks uh up above a lot of people's heads but i i am not really going to go there but they were there and as some of you may know will and kate now live at Adelaide Cottage which is also in Windsor. Will and Kate's primary residence up until this point has been in London at Kensington Palace. If you're new to the podcast, super brief uh, background. When Harry and Meghan got together they lived in Harry and Meghan's tiny little Nottingham Cottage at Kensington Palace. Will and Kate again at uh, Kensington Palace as well. Only recently did they decide to move to Windsor, which is where the queen primarily was whenever she was like in and around London. She really hardly ever stayed at Buckingham Palace. But that that's like supposedly like her favorite place. When Harry and Meghan were living there in England, after they left Nottingham Cottage, they renovated Frogmore Cottage. The public made a huge just an enormous stink over the fact that Harry and Meghan renovated Frogmore Cottage and it cost 2.4 million million pounds. Well, suddenly Will and Kate, they're copying everything Harry and Meghan do, so they want to move to uh, Adelaide. It's been put in the papers that they just want their kids to go to the same school and they want something a little bit more intimate, even though that is their fourth home, Uh, all, you know, maintained by the taxpayers. And it, like Frogmore Cottage, is located in the private park in Windsor that is basically only accessible by the royal household. Harry and Meghan, although their primary residence is California, have maintained Frogmore Cottage, paying a monthly rent of about 10,000 pounds per month. And Harry and Meghan also paid back the $2.4 million, which, again, that is crazy because nobody else has ever paid into the sovereign grant. But Harry and Meghan did. Harry with his non white wife, they did. When Harry and Meghan are in their mini little European tour because they have things that they actually do and accomplish, people were talking about, oh, well, you know, this is before the queen died. Harry and Will. Wow, I can't believe they actually live so close to each other now, but they're not reconciling. They must really hate each other. From my view, I just don't think Harry cares what what Will has going on. He doesn't trust Will. What Will does, he puts it into the media as he doesn't trust Harry. And the Sussexes are only going to just, you know, talk to the public about any kind of conversation they had. I don't believe that's in Harry and Meghan's character. However, we know for a fact that it is in Will and Kate's character, according to a lot of the things that have come out from their camp, speaking to various biographers who have wrote books, literal books on this feud between William and Harry. Just days before the Queen died, William and Kate were pictured gleefully, taking their kids off to school to their new school and their uniforms and you know it's a pretty common thing to see royals taking their kids to school especially if it's like the first day and doing photo calls for the press this is the hypocrisy that i can't get my head around megan literally just said in the cut that she did not want that kind of life for her kids In the cut, that cut piece, it's brilliant. I swear to God, before the queen died, I was making a podcast about it. And I'm still gonna talk about it, just not in this podcast. But in the cut, the writer did such a masterful job of painting a picture of what it looks like for uh, Meghan or Harry to take their kids to school and or drop, you know, not drop them off, but pick them up. But Meghan said in that piece, she didn't feel right about, walking up to a school with her kids and giving photo opportunities to journalists that call her child the n-word just a couple of days after Archie was born he was called a chimpanzee or compared to a chim chimpanzee Uh, you know the royal family said nothing but there have been so many instances where folks who call themselves professional and are on the royal beat have been on twitter liking tweeting uh subtweeting very racist we could call them trolls often will and kate fans who are saying some of the most vile things about harry and megan and their children these same people are the ones who would be making money off of photos of her taking her child to school and she said that's not my cup of tea i'm gut i'm gut." well what she does, she picks up her child, her her security, and they talk about their day when they get in the car out of the, you know, out of the prying eye of any and everybody, because that's what they want is privacy. Now, you might say, oh, well, how private can it be? If Megan wants to invite you into a glimpse of what that is by doing an article and allowing the journalist to write about it, that's her choice but she doesn't need to be obligated to do that just because some finger-wagging middle-aged white woman says, well, we pay for you, we deserve to see your children. No, you don't. But honestly, I was really happy about the fact that William and Harry, they don't have to engage. If you were Harry, would you engage with your brother, even though he called your wife a bloody woman, a sociopath? a narcissist a bully did we forget about the entire investigation supposed investigation into Megan being a bully that was revealed right before the Oprah interview girl I wouldn't talk to him either and to be honest I was living I was living for the fact that Harry was not paying them dust I was living for the fact that Will and Kate have not met lily we don't know whether they have or haven't at this point because the kids may be there but they they also may still be in california girl because we don't know but i was living for the fact that harry has just decided listen i came here to do what i came to do i'm paying rent where i'm laying my head and then i'm gonna go back to where i live in america but the queen died And in addition to the press spinning it as, oh, William doesn't trust Harry, they were also spinning it as they always do as Harry needs to apologize to William and not the other way around. That demonstrates to me that no matter what they do, Harry and Meghan are never going to be in a winning position when the Cambridges have press like that, where the aggressor, is consistently portrayed as the victim. Remember, Megan made Kate cry, and the press pumped that story for three years until Megan finally told the truth on Oprah that the opposite actually happened. And the palace didn't rebut it. They said recollections may vary, but they didn't rebut that because they know they couldn't. Megan said I got the receipts she wrote me a letter and that's just one example but they're there in England and once the queen died we saw the press immediately go into spin mode again initially after it was reported that the queen was ill and under medical supervision and quote unquote comfortable when I saw that girl I knew but uh, once it was reported that the queen was basically nearing the end. Anne was there. We knew Charles was there. Then there were reports that the queen's children, like I guess the rest of her children, were en route to Scotland. And then there was the news that William was also en route to Scotland. But first it was Will and Kate, if I remember correctly. Then it was Harry or harry and megan and then it was no they're not going to go with their wives and then it was megan demanded to go but she was made to stay back kate chose to stay back because you know she's taking care of the kids this was on the bbc this is on the bbc now the bbc is supposed to be neutral the bbc is like england's news channel am i i mean isn't that correct isn't that like paid for by british people um and then it was oh harry didn't make it the queen had already died by the time he got there when truthfully the queen was already gone when will got there they didn't get there in time uh and then it was harry was the last to arrive and the first to leave and you see it never ends it never ends and so when i'm talking about millions upon millions upon millions of people paying attention to the royal family in this moment that otherwise never would have, they're seeing it firsthand. They're seeing how the Sussexes are constantly abused by the press, and they're wondering how they lasted as long as they did. And so immediately when I learned that the Queen dies, as I'm sure many Megan's fans, many of Megan's fans did as well, I started to worry. (laughs) I started to worry about her. Not so much Harry, but I know Harry's going to stand by his woman because that's not even, uh, any other alternatives are not options. But again, she only planned to be there for another maybe two days. Now, I don't really know how um, much of the rest of the family actually knew how dire the queen's condition was. One thing we do know is that when Harry and Meghan are in England, they make a point to try to see the queen, always. But when she died, my brain goes, oh, damn. So this is a 12-day process. And I'm like, wow, so they were about to leave, but now they're gonna be there for another two weeks. There's no way that they're going to go back to California even if just to get their kids and then come back in that 12-day mourning phase or mourning process or whatever it's called they would be eviscerated especially Megan but there it was day one they're trapped in that godforsaken country and they're already trying to say that Megan is shoving her way in and dictating demanding to watch the queen die they literally said that now, if you think Megan is not going to support her husband, you must be smoking that rock because knowing who they are, they support one another. You see Harry being in a supportive role when they're out and about in the ways that he can. But Harry probably wanted his wife to accompany him to Scotland. He's being told that his grandmother is at the end of her life. But to me, it was the way that they so quickly pivoted to Megan and pointed to her and say, you, you are the bad guy. Like, how dare you think that you can come into our inner sanctum as the Queen is passing away? How dare you think that you can be on the same property in the same country as the Queen is passing away? And to be honest, they only asked Harry because he was there and they know how bad it would have looked had they not. Now, granted, it would have been pretty hard to get there in time if he wasn't in the country, but like they weren't keeping him aware of the queen's health or her decline. Charles knew. Charles had stayed in a, in a property uh, near where the queen was. He was there for days, he and Camilla, expecting the news. Princess Anne was also there, but it wasn't long after the queen died that the press again pivoted to Meghan, Meghan pivoted to harry but especially megan and said you are the reason for this the lady was 90 96 uh you are the reason for this you've caused the queen so much heartache and then they proceed to use megan as a punching bag now let me let me tell you this when megan the duchess of sussex is the main story on the day that the queen dies y'all don't think y'all got a problem y'all don't think y'all are lacking in relevance when megan like the the black lady from america when she's the number one story and not the queen they said things like megan was admonished and the family was incredulous charles told megan to stay back And essentially the tabloids used this world event of the queen dying as an opportunity to finally bludgeon Meghan's image. Now they have been doing this since she joined the royal family, since before she joined the royal family. But because this event was so big, they wanted to, for lack of a better phrase, finish her. I am still of the belief that whoever is behind the tabloids like whoever these nameless faceless well they're not nameless but they're powerful they're generally faceless right because the tabloids put out faces like dan wooten you know uh camilla Tomini, Piers morgan but like the financiers they want to put megan away and i feel like they work in tandem with the royal family They wanted to put this woman away because after all, when will they ever get another opportunity like this to hammer her into the ground when the eyes of the world are on her? They have the perfect opportunity to make her look like the big bad villain that killed the queen. And now if you're Megan and you, you felt like you literally ran for your life from the same type of, people entities but here you are kind of stuck because you you will support your husband he lost his grandmother after all but now you're target number one suddenly again how are you not triggered if you're making or if you're in that situation and then add to that the very real security concerns they still get racist death threats they still have people telling them that they ruined the royal family. You don't know who has anything on in their hands on these walkabouts. You were already told that you can't pay for your own security and the royal family certainly won't help you pay for your own security. Do you know what I'm saying? So how are you not triggered and then be made to go on a walkabout ride in the same car with will and kate whose chief of staff jason knoff gave evidence let me remind the girls gave evidence in favor of the daily mail in megan's lawsuit against them this man literally gave testimony and he still works for the cambridges in their Earthship prize so that's probably the most noticeable way Will and Kate's camp, right, has helped the Daily Mail against Meghan in particular. And then Charles and Camilla just recently hired as their communications secretary, a former deputy editor of the Daily Mail. They now, right now today, work for King Charles III. How does Meghan ever feel at home in that family? And if you're Harry... Imagine having to make nice with the people you believe want your wife either dead or destroyed. The mother of your kids. Megan's treatment by this country is, it is profoundly disturbing. It's despicable, diabolical even. And lucky for her, she married the good guy. She married the good prince. Because Kate is struggling. She's struggling she's struggling she's struggling bro because she finna wear that title princess of wales she's gonna wear it she's gonna wear it because that's a heavy bag to be carrying around you gonna wear it like you been wearing that cursed ring because megan doesn't need the titles she has the love and respect of her and protection most importantly of her husband princess diana called harry good king harry that's what she called him and shout out to uh, a tiktoker by the name of tish i didn't know this but apparently diana called will her little thug so good king harry and my little thug and to be honest it checks out because william seems to always be angry always be angry he takes no care of kate in public and he's a petty petulant man child who thinks that titles are all he needs for the public's goodwill he might have goodwill in England but William will be goodwill hunting for some goodwill when he gets to Boston or when he comes to America in general especially after what we saw this week and before I go to the next topic just bear with me one second I want to go into a little bit more detail into this meticulous effort to destroy Harry and Meghan megan in particular because throughout the whole time that they've been married you have been hearing this refrain of come back harry come back harry bring the children back with you harry and just toss Megan to the side because they're, they're so used to seeing women who marry into the royal family being tossed to the side just come back harry please come back harry the nastiest things thrown at the couple are always directed specifically toward megan now, I talked just a minute ago about Jason Nath who works for Will and Kate. Again, there are so many new people to the podcast who might not have really been paying attention, but after this week are. Let me just fill in a tiny little bit of backstory that is critically important. So, before Harry and Meghan got married, Meghan wrote a letter to her father, a handwritten letter. At that time, the Daily Mail was already in communication with her father, Thomas Markle. Also, at the same time, the royal family was trying to convince a newly engaged Meghan Markle, who was now living in England, remember? Nottingham Cottage. And they're trying to convince her to fly to Mexico to keep her dad in line, basically. Now, it made no sense for her to go to Mexico so she wrote a letter and side note why would a woman who is now one of the most famous people in the world fly by herself to Mexico to be in harm's way flying commercial of course to rein in this grown-ass man who is doing whatever he wants to do he's Megan's dad but Megan doesn't control him but remember, they were he was already speaking with the Daily Mail. So had Megan flown to Mexico, there would have been photos, there would have been all kinds of things also the Daily Mail could profit. So that was the first suggestion that they had for her that would put her directly in harm's way. and knowing that her father does not have her best interests at heart. Fast forward a few weeks or months after that, Megan's handwritten letter is leaked by the tabloids. The Daily Mail specifically because they had the exclusive. Again, they were working with Thomas Markle. They published parts of the letter. And now Megan deliberately wrote this letter so that ideas within the letter spread across to the next page. She knew the letter could possibly be leaked. And if that happens, her rights would have been objectively violated. In England, and I guess in a lot of other places, if you are the writer of a letter, you own the copyright to that letter. And we're talking about a handwritten letter. Your permission is required by law for that letter to be published. The Daily Mail did not get Megan's permission to publish this letter that was written FedExed, by the way, to her father. Again, the writer of the letter is the owner of the copyright, not the recipient. And Megan is brilliant because while they were trying to set a trap for her, they didn't even realize she was setting a trap for them. And she did it without them even knowing it. (laughs) So she didn't, I don't know if all the way back then when the letter was initially published that she had made up her mind that eventually she would sue or whether she would just decide to wait to see how things played out after she got married and what her experience would be like with that same tabloid. We don't know but what we do know is more than a year later right before it was decided that they would be leaving for the United States Megan announced really Harry announced on her behalf that she would indeed sue the Associated Newspapers which is the owner of the Daily Mail and so as Megan put it the events leading up to the lawsuit started before Megan was married By the time she won the lawsuit, Megan had two kids. So then tell me why, even though Megan's rights were violated and it was a clear cut case, tell me why Will and Kate's right hand man, Jason Knob, who let me reemphasize, still works for them, gave testimony against Megan to try to make her case against the Associated Newspaper weaker. Again, this is against the Daily Mail who made her life a living hell at the time almost daily because remember, she was stuck there. This was before she even saw a way out and folks like Piers Morgan was writing editorials every day calling her everything but a child of God and Will and Kate sent their goon to court to pile on. Tell me again, Which brothers shouldn't trust the other? And when I say that this is the tip of the iceberg, believe me. So Megan went on Oprah and told the world how Kate made her cry. We just talked about that at her wedding rehearsal over some tights for the bridesmaids. One of which was Kate's daughter, Charlotte. But for three years, the palace never corrected that which they knew was a lie. The lie being that it was Megan who made Kate cry. And that old reliable trope of the angry black woman juxtaposed with the helpless white female victim. And all the while Kate was the aggressor. Megan says she has receipts. She has emails. She probably has text messages as well. And just recently in her article with the cut, she said, I'm going to talk until I'm done talking. And, As far as how much I talk, that is my choice. I may say a lot. I may say a little. I may say nothing. Sweetie, I may forgive and I may not. We'll just see how it goes. (laughs) And I know that sent chills down the spine of the royal family girl. Because they know what they did to her. They know what they did. And here comes karma demanding that the world bears witness because we're seeing it in real time they're going to try to spin the way they're treating her by the end of it all they're going to spin it into try to spin it into something different but you know what you saw you know what you witnessed let's talk about the walkabout so when i first saw that they were doing a walkabout with will and Cade and that they were all you know going to be there together i was disappointed <laughs> I'm always disappointed to see Will and Kate, to be honest, Um, because they they add nothing. They add nothing. And you know that they're riding off of the Sussex popularity. And and that just goes to show you how strong the Sussex's popularity actually is, how authentic they are and how they connect to people that after badgering them for three years, you have not been able to take their place as the, the most popular royals especially with the young crowd now among monarchists obviously will and kate are winning that every day but girl who else is a monarchist besides folks in england really for the most part for the most part um always disappointed to see will and kate because i know they're trying to ride off of the sussexes however i totally understood why they were all out there also as a fan very disappointed not in Harry and Meghan but just in general because again up until this point the Queen literally had to die before y'all were even in the same vicinity and you know I feel like the Sussexes were almost like forced in the into that situation they could have said no but what would that look like you know oh they don't want to spend time with the family you know the royal family is going to take it straight to the tabloids and say well we told them that they can come and they didn't want to come does megan hate the queen you know so it's like they're in a lose-lose situation and i'm sure harry um probably does want to connect with the public on some in some level on some level but that's probably triggering as well for him because the last time he actually really did that, I mean, maybe with Margaret, I don't know, but uh, certainly the most crystallized in his mind is probably when his mom died. He was a little boy, but now he's with his wife, but he has all these other concerns about like their security. So they do it anyway, which I would expect nothing less of them. They know that they are there are a lot of young people who, admire them and would love to see them and we saw that I, like their their genuineness just comes across a couple of my favorite moments were or photos if you will was when Megan and the 14 year old girl embraced and had that sort of lingering hug like that was absolutely that was just the sweetest thing and then there's a TikTok that I saw of the lady who was standing next to the little girl recording. I will not want to say little girl, the, the, the teen recording. And what I find striking is, because you can actually see Megan's face and expressions, what I find striking is you could tell that, or at least it seems like, when she's going to, you know, when she takes flowers to someone else in the middle area and then she goes back to, where the barricades were, where the people were, there's this look on her face of, like, uncertainty. Am I going to come across someone who's going to be cold to me because of all the things that they've read? Uh, or am I going to come across someone like Amelga, who was uh, the the young lady that asked, can I, can I give you a hug? But that was such a sweet moment. And I think for the most part, the average person does not have a bad thing to say to Harry or Meghan. But, the environment has been so toxic in the British press against Megan that you just never know. So the whole time she was out there, she had this look of just anxiety and almost worry on her face, which is totally understandable, but I hated to see that. I really hated to see that. And then add to the fact that you have to be out there with two people that you know don't have your best interest again these are the two people that sent someone into court to basically try to make you lose your lawsuit which you know you had a valid case um you don't think people let megan know what has been said about her you know when different people are writing different things about um, the Battle of the Brothers and all of that. They called her some really wild names, bro. And then she's having to sort of make nice. But notice that Megan did not interact with them. She didn't talk to them When they got out of the car, Megan was on one end. Kate was on the other end, right? The boys were in the middle. And you can, I didn't see a whole lot of video, but from the little clips and or photos that I saw, it seemed very surface and then they went straight to the people then when they got in the car we don't know what the conversation was in the car if there was conversation at all um but you know they got back into the car again harry escorted his wife to her side got into his car i mean got in on his side of the car um but just in general you know the walkabout It's just one of those things, man. And then I I also feel like that was when Will and Kate really wanted to debut their titles. I've seen a couple of people mention that or talk about that. I think so, too, because they had changed their bio like two separate times already. And then when Charles made the, the speech about, you know, what he hopes for his family going forward, he referred to them as the Prince and Princess of Wales. They wanted that to be their big moment but somebody somewhere said you better call Harry because he's going with you you know that's what that's what it felt like to me and so she didn't have her moment and you know anytime you put Will and Kate next to Harry and Megan, Harry and Megan are going to shine and they're going to draw a comparison to the duds who do nothing but try to emulate but they fall flat every time other moments i loved i loved the little interaction with the uh boy that had the sunflowers um there was a great photo of harry with a a, a little dog i think of like a golden retriever a lab who was lying on the ground and harry has his heads and his head in his hands uh and the dog is looking up at him i thought that was just so sweet harry loves dogs apparently um i wonder if harry even had any pets before he dated megan that's crazy Uh, but they have a lot of them now (laughs) they got three dogs now um those those types of things you know they they they're just so photogenic but they're not posing they're just being genuine you know and then of course there was the moment that a lot of folks were talking about where Megan was shaking hands and there's this one lady who just doesn't bother to shake her hand doesn't look at her and then when Megan continues to walk you know as she's doing her thing the lady kind of smirks and laughs like can i just say girl you look so stupid you look so stupid you are not stopping megan's bag megan is not even thinking about you five minutes after she passes you five seconds after she passes you you know and as i saw someone else say on tiktok megan pretty much gave her that same energy you're not stopping this you just make yourself look stupid right and now her face is all over the place but you know somebody said something about well I don't know why you're such a you know how you can be a fan and you've retweeted uh, a negative thing about Megan let me tell you something people need to see that people need to see what the tabloids have done to try to poison people's opinions of Megan that woman don't know Megan from Adam you don't know anything about her This is your one opportunity to find out a little bit more. And maybe you can determine right there in that moment whether you think she's a good person or not instead of relying on the Daily Mail and all this and that, unless you're just a racist piece of shit. But people need to see that England is an environment of toxicity, especially when it comes to monarchists and royalists. Because Meghan showed up. Meghan didn't do anything wrong in any of the interactions that she had But folks need to see how nasty people are toward her for no reason. And if you are English, you should be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed by that lady. Folks need to see what she ran away from. Imagine if she still lived there for the past two and a half years. She lived there and the tabloids did nothing but hammer her over the head day after day after day after day with no signs of stopping. She would be getting more than what that lady gave her. Everywhere she goes, people would be saying things to her, nasty things to her. You know, the Daily Mail was talking about, oh, well, who's going to throw tomatoes this time? Or who's going to throw tomatoes? Oh, well, do you think Harry and Meghan will be booed when they come back? They want her to experience that. And she said no to that. But I think people need to see it because a lot of folks don't believe it. They think Harry and Meghan fans are just, you know, a little bit fanatical and overreactive. No, sir. No, ma'am. Meghan was and will always be in harm's way in that country. And, you know, Meghan can go anywhere. She was just in Germany. Got the, the welcome that she deserved. Harry and Meghan did for the Invictus Games. There was someone who was there who even said, well, I think Harry and Meghan are more genuine. I'm more on their side. I don't relate to Will and Kate, a young woman. But just the day before in Manchester, what did you see? A middle-aged white woman, a couple of white women, one with a megaphone, made t-shirts out just so they can show up to the venue and boo, Harry and Meghan in their cars. This stuff needs to be seen. I'm not saying it needs to be promoted, but it needs to be seen so folks can realize that don't necessarily pay attention or or might be slightly indifferent, that that is unacceptable and people don't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. But especially someone who's not done anything wrong. And so anyway, the walkabout, even though there were some sweet, just completely wholesome moments ultimately just had me feeling bad for Megan to be honest I feel bad for her as long as she's having to be there you know I honestly truly believe she is also grieving the queen because she has been very open again about her affection for the queen her admiration for the queen also having to support the queen's grieving grandson her husband who she loves very much that's a lot and then being thrust into like the forefront it's just it's just it's not normal but it's normal for them but it I can understand the the unease that one would feel around that and then to add on the other layers of just the toxicity that is just out there about her Um, I, I really feel bad for her like I said she looked traumatized and she tried to smile through that energy but it still came across you know, it did. And then there was this other moment that, that people were trying to blow up uh, with the flowers, where I think this is also Will and Kate's guy, Lee Thompson, um, who is like a PR person. But frankly, anybody who works for Will and Kate, Harriet and Meghan don't trust. They don't trust. But there was this clip that was circulating where, you know, generally, whenever. A royal has flowers given to them by someone in the public Public and aide will take it and put it somewhere um, in this case over where all of the other flowers were. But this person asked Megan to put the flowers there and she was ha- holding on to them for that reason. And she turned to him and said, no, that's OK. They asked me to put it over there. I appreciate it, though. Thank you. And they tried to make it look like she was telling him off and she wasn't. She was just telling him, I got it. I appreciate it, though. Stuff like that. Taking one thing, making it something that it's not, and then running with the narrative. But ultimately, I came away from the walkabout with this. That might have been where Will and Kate wanted to debut their new titles as Prince and Princess of Wales. But it solidified Harry and Meghan as the people's prince and princess. I have not seen more people who are not Sussex followers say that very thing specifically that harry and megan are the people's royals as opposed to will and kate just because you have the titles does not make you what diana was you know um and then to add to the fact that american media picked up on a lot of those moments uh and they're just all over twitter from american media uh media from all over the world but particularly american media that's something will and kate can't compete with and so we know that they were going to try to come to america that that probably will be delayed i think they were going to come in september oh you know what i just thought about megan was also going to do jimmy fallon i believe it was jimmy fallon to promote and maybe a couple of other uh but to promote archetypes and maybe something else that she's working on Uh, we don't know obviously that's canceled but i'm assuming and they were going to go to the u.n general assembly as well but i'm assuming that well that is canceled but i'm assuming that william and kate's trip to new york because they were supposed to meet with somebody for earthship prize uh bloomberg i think for that they were going to be in new york at the same time (laughs) I love Megan Harry. (laughs) Oh, I love Megan and Harry. But let me let me tell you, Will and Kate are trying to, you know, snake their way, slither their way into uh the American consciousness. We have already picked our side. Y'all can have the MAGA crowd. Matter of fact, y'all probably already got them, but the thing is, they don't really care about royals over here. Conservatives over there do over here they couldn't give two folks couldn't give one couldn't give a half uh but the princess and prin- prince of wales those titles don't mean anything over here so while you go on your grand tours to try to debut your titles everywhere else we still rep megan and harry because they live here and then she is from here so I hope they think long and hard about whatever strategy they got going for it. And Jason Knopf, by the way, is also American. Um, But I hope they think long and hard about whatever strategy they got going for it. Because as somebody else said about that walkabout where that lady uh, basically tried to, you know, shun Megan. Will and Kate, girl, they still got to come to America. And we're not as polite. So think about that when you're walking about Boston and the Bronx. Gosh, this podcast has gotten so long. So (laughs) I'm already up over an hour. So I am going to make additional podcasts this week or this weekend. Um, Just again, speaking about the events, I still haven't talked about or I still plan to talk about uh, the kids' birthrights, their uh, titles of HRH, Prince and Princess, Archie and Lily. Um, Got thoughts and opinions on that Um, Much has been discussed about that since Charles uh, became king. Um, I also want to talk about something recent. I saw someone writing about uh, suggesting that Harry and Meghan should come back to their half in, half out deal. Uh, Well, not a deal, but uh, they offered and that was rejected, but suddenly it appears that the royal family realizes how much they need Harry and Meghan so um, a lot of the pro royalist writers are or at least one main one um suggesting that that is something that Harry should consider which is wild gotta talk about that and of course handholding gate that's really a non-story <laughs> especially for Sussex fans But like, how are y'all really smoking crack, though? Because these people have been holding hands. They held hands at their wedding. These people have been holding hands since they became a couple. Why y'all mad now? It's the insanity of it all for me. So I still want to talk about that. And of course, a few other things that I'm sure will transpire between now and the next time I get to record um, in a couple of days. So I want to go ahead and put this one up. But hey, before I do get up out of here on this one, uh, I want to hear you guys' thoughts though, man. I, If you're able to record a voice memo, tell me, given that we have seen Harry and Meghan thrust back into this royal chaos what has been your biggest takeaway from the last week and a half that they've been there and what do you want to see them doing going forward send me a voice memo to my email that I use for the podcast sussexsquad at gmail.com and I want to hear your thoughts and uh, I'll include them in the next podcast but as always Of course, you can find me on all the places. You can find me on Twitter, at Megan Mood, on um, Instagram, at Sussex Set, TikTok, Patreon, all the places, and of course, you can find me on YouTube, on YouTube girlies. I'm just gonna post just a video with one picture. Sorry, I I just don't have time to do the whole, you know, movie thing. (laughs) I would love to. Time be short, and I'm trying to get y'all y'all things, okay? But I love y'all anyway, just for sticking with me, and of course, for listening to me rant for over an hour so thanks for having me back and i'll talk to y'all soon peace i'm a bad bitch you can't kill me kill me, kill me.